The next day, he was like, you charged £150 to my room. And I was like, yeah, you told me you earn a million pounds a day and you told me to make myself at home. Like, what did you (laughs) think I was going to do? Hello, and welcome back to Single Sounds, the only podcast that helps you find a date, especially if you live in London. This week's episode is a very special one, as I have Mads on the show. Mads has lived in London for six years after growing up in Melbourne, Australia. She is the host of comedy dating and feminist podcast, Mads World, alongside working in media partnerships. She has also written for Glamour UK and is passionate about going to as many gigs as possible, watching as many BBC crime dramas and reading as many books as she can. I loved our conversation. She is genuinely hilarious and I know you guys will love it too. Hi Maddie, welcome to the podcast. Hello Katie, I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited you're here. Let's get to know you, your dating profile. Mm -hmm. Firstly, who are you sexually attracted to? So I think through this I'm looking for a man. Lovely. Um, Yep, I'm currently 29 so I'm looking for someone probably between like 27 and 34. Okay. It's quite specific but I think my hinge is on like 25 to 35 so... Narrowing it a bit. I'm flexible, but I'm just narrowing it down a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Any height preferences? Um, Do you know what? I actually don't really care about height because I'm 5'5", so it's not a massive thing for me. I think 5'10 is like my ultimate height, but, you know, I'm not, I'm just, I'm not really, I'm not really fast. Probably just someone not shorter than me, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I've dated all kinds of heights and (laughs) it's never been an issue, so yeah. No, I agree. I always say that. I've dated plenty of people like my yeah. height, even a bit shorter, and it's never been that much of an issue. So Yeah. And finally, where would you like to date? In London. So I'm living in North London. So anywhere around North East London, but I also work in West London. Um, I don't know. I probably just wouldn't want to date out there because I'm just not a fan and I probably will never live there. So yeah. I think North East is, is, is a vibe. vibe. <laughs> even somewhere like, somewhere easy to get to on the overground like Peckham. That's fine too. Yeah, Yeah. that's quite far. Yeah, but on the overground for me, it's like 20 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not fussy. Mm. (laughs) I'm good. So the first section is acceptance. So it's like, will the potential data listening to this be accepting of your flaws? So the first question around that is what is the nerdiest thing about you? Okay, well, I really love reading and I do a little book recommendation thing on Instagram, which is so nerdy. But a lot of people actually do ask me, they're like, for recommendations. So I'm like, just point them to the highlight on the Insta. Like, I can't remember every book I've read. So Mm. that's one of them. And I also, I love like philosophy and psychology. I love reading about that sort of thing. And I love talking about it and having a bit of a discussion about all that sort of stuff. And I also really love PlayStation, which is actually going full embarrassing nerd. Um, But uh, I also, I'm really into Last of Us on HBO at the moment because we played it in PlayStation in lockdown. I've heard so much about this. Oh my God, Katie, it's so I don't have like... HBO now TV. It's called illegal streaming. Just get on yeah. it. <laughs> I need to get on it. Everyone's saying it's like the best thing ever. Very good. And I, I feel like all zombie stuff is kind of similar. And mm. I never used to like it because I was like, it's all the same thing. But it's just so good. The this story's one, good. Yeah. Characters are good. Mm. Get around it's the characters it. I think that that really sells you, isn't it? Yeah. 
Love it. Cool. And next question mm-hmm. about acceptance. What are your shower thoughts? What are my shower thoughts? Um, I think it's that, oh, I have a good one. It's that every time Pavlov heard a bell ring, he would have thought about feeding his dog. So Pavlov would have Pavlov's dogged himself. Because <laughs> the bell was like a reference the, for him. Yeah. yeah, the bell was like every time his dog heard a bell ring, he would think it was time to get fed. But yeah. when Pavlov was out in public, if he heard a bell ring, he was probably just like, oh, got to feed, feed my dog. dog. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so insane. <laughs> Yeah, he proved the theory on himself without yeah. realising. Or maybe he did realise. Well, guess we'll have to we'll ask ne- him. Guess yeah. we can't. We'll never know. <laughs> okay, next section is adventure. <laughs> I feel like you're going to be a good one of this. This is like, take us on a journey with your stories. Okay, I love that. <laughs> so, what is your worst dating story? All right, so... It's so it's so embarrassing, but we're here, we're doing this, whatever. It's all good. So, it's an adventure. It's an adventure. So I was chatting to this guy and he was just like one of those finance bros, like full-on wanker banker type guys mm. and just would send me the most horrendous voice notes about like how like crypto works and like oh, how no. investing works. And I'm like, I already know, like, why are you mansplaining this stuff to me? Like, I didn't even ask. And he would just be like, yeah, it's basically just, like, investing loads of money into just, like, different things. And then I just make, like, a million dollars a day. Like, Like, he actually said that he makes a million dollars a day. And I was, like, (laughs) new to London. I was like, yeah, there's no reason for him to lie. Like, (laughs) like... So dumb. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. You'd think so, you know, but know. people just lie for It's insane. Fun. And anyway, so we had at my Christmas party and we'd only been talking for like a, a little bit. And then he was like, oh, I'm at the Park Lane Hilton in London in the penthouse. And I was like, oh, that seems normal because he <laughs> is a millionaire a million, yeah. and earns a million pounds a day. A day. And stuff. <laughs> Every day. And then I was like, cool. Well, um, if you want, like, you know, we've been talking for like a couple of weeks and I think I said a few days before, but it was probably more like a couple of weeks. And then he was like, do you want to come over? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I went to the Park Lane Hilton all mm. the way from my work party afterwards. And I was like, this is going to be so good. I'm going to get to wear a robe and little slippers. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be amazing. Champagne in the room. Fully. And then we went up. I went up to the penthouse. He was fully there. So he wasn't lying, and I was like, okay, this is fun. Had my robe on, slippers, the whole thing. We, like, had Mm. a pretty good time and stuff. And then he was like, oh, I can't wait for our date on Tuesday. And I was like, what is our date on Tuesday going to be? And he's like, it's a surprise, it's a surprise, surprise. I can't tell you. And then he ended up telling me, he's like, fine, I'll tell you. Are you sure you want to know? And I was like, yeah, because I don't know what to wear. Like, I'm a girl. I just want to know, like, a clue. And he goes, it's the London Eye. And I was like, Mm -hmm. well, that's a bit shit because, like, the London Eye is, like, anyone can do it. And he goes, no. It's the London Eye. It's the whole entire London Eye. I've booked the whole thing, every single carriage, every single bubble. I've booked the whole thing. It costs 15 grand. What the fuck? And I was like, what? And I'm looking over. He's got Louis Vuitton personalized luggage. We're in the penthouse in the Hilton. I'm looking over Hyde Park. I think it was Hyde Park. And I was like, 
It sounded real. Because, like, mm. who looks someone in the face while you're sitting together yeah. and lies like that? Like, that would be weird, right? Yeah, it's also, like, such a weird thing to hire. Why do you need every car of the London That's what night? everyone like, every says. Bubble. But, <laughs> but I was like, it's romantic or something. And I was like, yeah. One bubble, sure. <laughs> All of the yeah. bubbles. Like, it just... That just feels like a waste of money. And I'm like, imagine there's, like, this tourist family sitting at the bottom. They're like, can we come on? And the guy's like, sorry, whole thing's booked out. Yeah, some like, dickhead rented out. Yeah. All the bubbles are empty. Yeah, well, too bad. He paid 15 grand. And so I was like, wow, that's amazing. And I was like, so like, oh, my God. Like, didn't even question it because whatever. Anyway, in the morning he left. He's like, I have to get on a flight. I was like, whatever. He left. He's like, you can stay. I rang my friend. She came around. We ordered room service. We went and got massages, charged it to the room. This guy's told me he earns a million dollars a day. So I was like, I'm going to take the piss. Yeah. I'm not even taking the piss. I could have gone way worse. We just got some pancakes with some strawberries, some fresh OJ. But at the Parkland Hilton in the penthouse, it cost a bit of money. Anyway, we leave. The next day, he was like, you charged £150 to my room. And I was like, yeah, you told me you earn a million pounds a day and you told me to make myself at home. Like, what did you <laughs> think I was going to do? And then he was like, right. And then the next day, I was messaging him. And he, I was like, I'm really excited for tonight. Like, I'm, I'm looking really cute. And I was at work because this was at a time we didn't have to work from home. <laughs> we didn't get to work from home. And um, everyone in the office was, like, all excited. Yeah, we're all you just told like, them about oh the London Eye. Yeah, like, London Eye was, like, this whole thing. Like, the whole office <laughs> knew it. And it was, like, if this didn't work out, it was going to be so embarrassing. And then I fully went to the London Eye. At the time that he said, I could see people in there. I was, like, they're probably just not oh. gone yet. I was there in my little outfit. And then he texted me a photo of him at the airport. He's, like, so sorry. Had to go to the airport for an emergency flight to Dubai. And I was like, oh. so I was standing there at the London Eye in my little outfit. No. Like, I was wearing like little heels. It's like so embarrassing. And like the family who wanted to so go to the London Eye was there. They were all there in a queue. And then the next day we're at work and someone's like, you should ring the London Eye and ask them if he ever had it booked. Yeah. And then we rang them and then they put you me rang on. them. Oh yeah. My God. I was like to them, did. Would this guy do this? Like, did he book it out? And he's like, it was like this gay guy and he was so invested. He was like, you stay right there, girly. I'm going to put you on hold and I'm going to find out the truth. <laughs> and then the whole office was on speakerphone and everyone was dancing around going, oh, my God. And then he came back. He never booked it. No. He made it up. He why? Ma- he made it up, Katie. Wait, why would he do that, though? What is the point? It's so embarrassing. Do you think he was even at the airport? Was it just like an old photo? Well, like. All my friends, someone zoomed in on a clock in the photo oh. and the clock matched the time that he sent it. So I don't know if he, he knew Unless that he's ha- like a genius. You'd have to be like so yeah. clever to know to send it at that time, yeah. So anyway, what the hell? <laughs> like, I'm guessing you never saw him again. <laughs> no, it's so embarrassing that I believed any of it. But I just, you know, when you get sucked in and it's all just too also, easy. Also, like you said, it was kind of lining up with the fancy hotel. and the, Right? Like he clearly paid the bill for the £150, <laughs> even though he like snuffed his nose at it. Yeah, he was but... a bit annoyed, but he like still paid for it. And yeah. Was like, it was like one pancake. Calm down. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> okay. And what would your TED Talk topic be? Okay. So uh, my TED Talk topic would be dating yes because i have my own dating podcast called mads world and it's about dating sex relationships feminism and love and life or it's kind of evolved into a few different things but i think what i love talking to people about the most and like learning about the most is dating Mm -hmm. and love and just because everyone has the capacity to be in love and to go on a date 
I just feel like there's so many different ways that you can do it and I find it really mm. fascinating. But that being said, you have to be an expert in something to have a TED Talk. <laughs> I'm definitely not an expert. I'm really bad at dating because... <laughs> I've been on so many bad ones and I'm like, how do I even have the authority to have a podcast about dating? So, but you're learning. To be fair, yeah. I don't think it's you. I think it's the people that you're matching with. I think so too, like London Eye Guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, you know what? I was, yeah. I like to say this like to validate my new method of dating. Mm-hmm. I think if you listened to his podcast, you would have not gone out with him. Oh you my would God. Have, you would have heard his crypto bullshit. You would have seen through it, you know? So true. You wouldn't have swiped for that. Love that. And anyone <laughs> listening who does like the sound of that, ask me out. I'll take you to the London Eye and book every pod, maybe. Maybe. It's got 15 grand to drop. The podcast is going really well. It's going really well, guys. (laughs) I make that per episode. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? You could easily tell someone that and they just wouldn't know. They'd be like, yeah, sure. Like, I know nothing about podcasting. Sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a great TED Talk topic. And I feel like it's very relatable. Like you said, everyone wants to date, wants to learn how to date. Yeah. And there's so many avenues you could take it as well with the topic Mm -hmm. of what you actually talk about. Okay, this bit wasn't going to be in this section, but Mm -hmm. I really liked yours, so I'm going to throw them in here. Because they're also still stories. Mm -hmm. So you're still going to take us on an adventure, I know it, with your two truths and a lie. Oh, yes. Okay. I've had the same two truths and a lie for like (laughs) three years now. (laughs) That's what you're meant to do, though. It's like they're staple. Yeah, they're just your staples. Like, don't stray. Even if something crazy happens to you. Stick <laughs> stick with what you know. Stick to the status quo. So my two truths and a lie. You don't even know the, which one is true. So no, I've got no idea. I'm guessing which one's right. the lie. First one, I once made Justin Bieber cry. Oh, I hope that's true. That's insane. Second one, I was born on the side of the road. Whoa. Okay. The third one, my dad was the Rolling Stones paramedic. Okay, these are interesting. They're all so good. They are good. I really, if the Justin Bieber one's true, I need to know all about it. I'll tell you if it's true. (laughs) (laughs) That was kind of a clue. The second one I felt like was really true. It was quite a random one to make up. So that one didn't didn't raise alarm bells. Okay. The Rolling Stones one did, just because I feel like it's an easy one to be like, he was a paramedic for another band or another artist. This is what I always try and think. Yeah. But then making Justin Bieber cry, like, how? 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 It's so bad. <laughs> or did you make someone else cry? I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm going to go in my gut. I feel like the third one's a lie. The third one is true. Oh. The second one is a lie. Oh, the second one's a lie. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I did make Justin Bieber cry. How? So I was 19. <laughs> we were in the club and basically... We missed out on tickets to his show and we were like, okay, um... We'll just, just, like, find out where he's going clubbing tonight after his show and then we'll try and go there. And I saw – I had a lot of, like, promoters. I don't know how it works in London, but when you're 19 in Melbourne, you have club promoter people and people who run nightclubs on Facebook. And, like, one of them put up a status that said, Justin Bieber is coming to this club tonight. And I was, like, to the girlies, it was, like, 11 p.m. It was a school night. I was, like, we're going to the club. And they're, like (laughs) – how do you know he's there? I was like, I don't, but at the very least, Scotty T from Geordie Shore is going, so we can at least meet <laughs> him. As like, as as like, if you knew who he was, like oh over my in God. Melbourne. Katie, you don't understand how big Geordie Shore is over there. That's so rogue. Yeah, I know. It's not even that big here. Like, oh, my God. It's a little bit Obsessed. big. Obsessed. Like, everyone insane. wanted to kiss Gary from Geordie Shore. Like, it was so tragic. <sighs> I think I even did it at one point in a club. I, 
I did a lot of clubbing so in my funny. in my younger years. I met him to be fair. They used to come around like yeah. I, I'm from Reading. Like the clubs are really tragic, but yeah. those are the sort of clientele they attract. And they make like five k per club appearance, mm. and they just do like five in a night. So, so they actually are making a million pounds a day. Yeah, <laughs> like that guy. <laughs> anyway, so we went to the club. We we're there. Scotty T was there. He was beer mortal, and then <laughs> we. We were, we were there and there was so this funny. huge like screen thing that had been put up in the middle of the club. I knew the club well. Been there a lot of times. Yeah. And then there was all these like out of character kind of people roaming around the club, like mm. big American guys, guys wearing lots of chains, like, mm. you know, there's not many black people in Melbourne, lots of black African-American people, like people that look like they're part of Justin's crew. <laughs> yeah. And um, that's uh, what I thought was going, like yeah. Americans around. Like a lot yeah, like there's no Americans in Melbourne ever and then suddenly everyone was American and they were wearing really bad clothes. And <laughs> they we were dressed terribly. <laughs> so bad. And then I was literally we were like let's just leave. It's like 2 a.m. He's obviously not here. Next to me, <laughs> I literally looked next to me, Justin Bieber is standing there. And I was like to my friend that's him. She was like, no, it isn't. That's just some stupid kid with a giant hat and <laughs> sunnies. I was like, that is literally Justin Bieber. And then she looked and he took his sunnies off and his eyes were like dinner plates, like huge. Like he was obviously oh. superb high and he was crying. Like, well, already a bit crying, but not fully crying yet. And then I was like, this is I was like, Justin. And he was like, <gasps> And then he ran out the club and I was like, chase him. So we chased him. We chased him onto the street and then we were chasing after him. And then he was standing on the street. Everyone's eating McDonald's around him, like kebabs, <laughs> all the shit. And Justin Bieber was literally standing there. Always, like, I knew what he looked like. I was a super fan. I'm, I'm not silly. And then my friend just goes, Justin. I was like, you idiot. And then he Sprint runs. Him. He sprints. Yeah. And I was like, get him. We're in heels. <laughs> we started chasing him. Full leg in Oh my it. god, this poor kid. I know. And he was probably like 20. He was probably younger than me. He was probably like 17. This is when he was yeah. like in his graffiti era as well. And he had a, a rucksack full of spray cans. And he and that's why he was running, because he was like running, because he could get in trouble from the cops. He takes his bag off, chucks it under a car while he's running. Oh my god. We're running. We're chasing him in an alleyway. There's rain coming down. He's ball. He's crying. He's screaming. Why is he crying? I'm so he was, confused. He was super high. He's super stressed. <laughs> and then his gold chain was like whacking him in the face. Like and he was scared. And he was this mob of teenage girls who yeah. were like chasing him. Yeah. And then the cops pull up Shit. down the next street. He jumps in the back of the cop car to escape. And then this his like manager comes around the other side and like he like corners us. He's like. Ladies, ladies, Justin's had a fight with his DJ, Tay James. He's really upset. Oh. You gotta leave him. You gotta leave him. And then, oh no, he, did, he hadn't jumped in the cop car yet. He stood on the corner, just crying his eyes out <laughs> oh while we God. watched him. And this guy was like, get away from him, ladies, get away from him. And then he, then he got in the cop car and then we just stood there and we were all wet from the rain in little shorty shorts and little high heels. Oh. And we were like, no one is ever gonna believe that story. No. And it was fully real. <laughs> Like what? Did no, you take picks. the bag with the with the. No, because by the time we'd gone back, his manager had grabbed it, but it was oh, full of spray. Because well, that would have been like worth a fortune. I know. And then I looked at my friend; she was literally holding a digital camera. Because ten years ago, that's what you did <laughs> when you went to the club. You took a digital camera. She got no snaps. She on got that. no pics. Like <laughs> I was like, "Are you actually joking me right now?" She was at like, least of the police car. Like, come on. She was like, "I was panicking," and then I felt guilty because he was so upset, and I was like, "Guilty? We could have." <laughs> million pounds a day 
<laughs> in one day. So yeah, that was my story. Oh, that's pretty good too. Yeah. But then my dad actually was Mick Jagger's paramedic in Australia. That's cool. Yeah, they toured around and he was a huge Stones fan and he's worked as a paramedic for like 30 years. So they mm. were just like, Colin, do you want to be the Rolling Stones paramedic? Colin, bless. Colin. And he was like... Get it, Colin. Get it. And he was like, obviously, yes. <laughs> so then he just was. That story is way less... It- <laughs> In- interesting, but it's I'm very really cool. happy for your dad, though. <laughs> and he got to like shake his hand. And he was like, "Oh my god, if Mick Jagger like goes unconscious, I get to give him CPR." <laughs> I was what? like, "Oh my god, I can ba- save his life." You're basically kissing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so sweet. Crazy. Actually, that leads on really nicely to oh. my to my third and final section Yay. of the A's, which is affection section. We just had some affection for your dad. Love that. But this is more where do your affections lie or don't lie. Okay. But you picked what are you weirdly attracted to? So let us know. Oh, musicians. And, <laughs> and in particular, Maddie Healy. Because okay. any, I don't even care if they're problematic, ugly, stupid. Like, <laughs> I like them. If they can carry a tune, I like them. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't make sense and I'm not proud of it. But just love them. No, it's it's like it's a really good talent. So, <laughs> and it's just attractive. Like yeah, you see attractive. someone commanding a room. They're standing mm, in the middle. They're playing super a little song, confident. and everyone's just like, "That's the alpha of this room." Yeah, I have that with them. People that perform, like in general, like even in mm. plays and stuff, they might not even be that cute. But I'm like, "Ooh, yeah, you delivered those lines well, and you so can true. sing." And yeah, it's just a whole vibe. If you see like a Disney play, you always fall in love with the main, like Aladdin. Yeah. The prince hot hot and he's usually like a gay man in real life and yeah like you're like damn it <laughs> they always are like really pretty yeah so stunning gay men that don't want us but yeah. never mind <laughs> uh, okay i like that it mm. fits with your above themes i think as well good yeah yeah if there's any musicians listening please reach out unless you're uh some kind of like gay singer from a disney musical then maybe not you're good but we could be friends you could be friends yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cute Okay, and then the final bit of the affection section is listening to your best friend's recommendation of why someone should date you. Oh my god. Be excited. I'm actually pretty scared. Really? Yeah. We're nervous. See what they're gonna say. No, I'm buzzing. Go on. Dating my friend, aren't you lucky? She's got the brains, she's got the beauty, she's got the finger like toes. Oh, wait. Sorry, let me dial that back. That is unfair. She does have a foot like a hand, but she's also incredibly well-read, a great advocate and ally, and she cares very much about social issues. She may have, you know, a little issue with the dancing department in that it's absolutely terrible, but that doesn't make a woman, does it? It doesn't make a woman. What makes a woman is her mind. And she is incredibly well read if she is slightly near, like slightly neurotical. But that is not a problem. Any man would be super lucky to take this girl. She stops people in the street, not just because of her toes, but because of how beautiful and how funny and how hilarious she is. Now, she is a little bit of a gremlin. So you are getting that duality of, you know, fun and flirty and flighty by day and a little bit of a grungy mess by night but don't let that put you off because the best of us 
are multifaceted and that is my friend. Oh my God, I loved it. (laughs) I do have really long toes. Do you know what? I reckon maybe the day that she sent this, I must have sent some sort of toe pic. Because like, big focus on the toe. Yeah, big. Came up a lot. She's clearly like a bit freaked out by your toes. Yeah. No, I mean, I've got a sock on. I can't tell, yeah. I've got a sock on. Look, you can kind of see that one's longer than that, the the main toe. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have that. Makes you smart though. That's what they reckon because it meant meant that you're a monkey climber back in the day. We were climbing. I'll take it. Yeah. I've always thought my toes like a bit weird because that one's longer. But guess what? Guess what makes smart monkeys climbing? <laughs> yeah, they can escape. They do say that. <laughs> you know what they say about big socks and big feet? <laughs> smart climbers. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah, she got on your book reading as well. That was nice. Yeah, that was a good one. I actually like, I feel like I do put it on Instagram a lot and I'm usually like, look how smart I am. Like, <laughs> look at all these books I read. Yeah. So but I cultured. Do, I do love it. I just love like, I love sitting in my garden. I've got a really nice, a massive garden. You could play five aside on it. It's the biggest garden I've ever seen in London. Mm. It's absolutely beautiful. That's I just cool. sit out there with my little book, make myself a little bacon and egg roll oh, and dream. have a little coffee. Stunning. <laughs> My favorite activity. Yeah. But I'm a bit of a sesh gremlin too. I love gigs. I love going out. I love mm. just riding all of that. I love going out and just going to the pub and just chatting. Sunday sesh. Nice. I need someone who wants to like have fun. Yeah. Like I'm a fun person. I've I said this before, but I found that really hard to find in dating. Yeah. Like yeah. it seems like such an easy thing to ask for, like just someone fun. But in London especially. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like so many people just don't Maybe like we have different ideas of what fun is, but they just don't yeah. laugh and like they're just oh god too serious. Yeah. I don't know. I really struggled with that. Like so mm-hmm. many guys I date, they'd be like really accomplished yeah. and successful, and they'd be like serious in that aspect, which is like attractive. And yeah. I'm attracted to ambitious people, mm-hmm. but then they also just couldn't like let loose. Yeah, at the same time, and they're not like I don't know. It's so yeah. It's like they want you to be some like meek woman that isn't. And they always say, oh, I love funny girls, I love funny people, but they actually hate funny women. And they actually hate... <laughs> they the, want to be the funniest. Yeah, they, they hate someone that has a story to tell when, like, it's better than their story. Mm. Or, like, as soon as you're done talking... And they one-up your story. Yeah, they're thinking <sighs> of the next thing that they're going to say. And it's like, you don't actually want a funny woman. Like, you want someone who's going to laugh at your jokes. Yeah. So, anyway, that's just my little feminist rant <laughs> on the podcast from trying to attract men. <laughs> so, I hope but you the, liked it. the right ones will be there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, we're, the, we're in the wrap-up stage, oh. so this is like either leave a one-word review of yourself or give a short summary of why someone should date you. I'm going to give episode. the summary. Go on. I feel like one word. If it was one word, I would say, well, I'm going to do two, like always fun. Like I feel like only boring people get bored. I'm, I never, you know, even if I'm just hanging out low-key with someone or, like, someone I'm dating, it's always a laugh. Like, I just mm. want to have fun. But then it's also, like, you want someone you can have great conversation with. Yeah. And I want someone I can speak to about serious things and, you know, not everything is a joke and some things are actually serious. But, like, yeah. it's always the balance. just keep it light, yeah. you know? We're having fun. And that's the best way to, like, talk about things and learn about stuff anyway and learn mm. about other people is, like, keep it light. Yeah, so, I like that. Yeah, I'm just keep it little... light. That's like a little catchphrase. I like yeah, it. It's like a, it if you were a yogurt, was <laughs> a yogurt or a little like muller rice. Yeah, keep it light. Keep it light or a Philadelphia cream cheese. I love keep that. Keep it light. But yeah, I just want someone who wants to like go to some gigs, just have a like wear your little Doc Martens, dance your little heart out, get a bit sweaty, have a bit fun, and 
yeah, just love, yeah, I just love life. I just love, like, having fun in London. Awesome. That's my vibe. Yay. Yay. Oh, my God, did we do it? We did it. Oh, my God, we did the whole thing? Yeah. That's so crazy. So if you think you can keep it light, but also keep up with this hilarious sesh gremlin, DM the podcast on Instagram at Single Sounds to get her details and to set up an iconic date. Even more iconic than the London Eye, one would say. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening as always. And I hope you have a great week and I'll see you next Tuesday when I'll be back with a single gentleman. Love you. Bye.